This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, obviously, the push to the Olympics is a very consuming process for the athletes. But what happens when you don't make that Olympic squad? It was a bit of a surprise for our next guest, Jordan Burroughs, one of the most decorated wrestlers in U.S. Olympic history, making the squad in both 2012 and 2016, winning a gold medal in 2012. He's also a four-time world champion and in the process of training for the 2021 World Championships right now. And back in his hometown of Philadelphia, Jordan, great to have you back in the area. Yeah, it's good to be home, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. So obviously you won't be competing in the Olympics. How much will you be still kind of connected to watching the games and, and maybe still being working around the games a little bit? You know what? I actually got a really cool opportunity. I'm going to be an in-studio analyst with NBC for the wrestling portion of the Olympic Games. and So it's like the next best thing. If you can't be there to compete, you go to the studio and you talk about it. So I'm going to be the Tony Romo for the Olympic Games this summer. It'll be pretty fun. Well, and, and this year, obviously, it's different because you won't be going to the Games. You'll be doing it from the studios up in the New York City area, correct? Yeah, so we're actually going to be at the Telemundo headquarters down in Miami um, is oh, where we're okay. going to be shooting from. So I get to go to the beach for a couple of days, enjoy the sights <laughs> and sounds of southern Florida. But also I, I know so much about the sport. I've wrestled pretty much everyone in my weight class, and I've been teammates with everyone else. And so it's uh, going to be a really cool opportunity for me to kind of use the wit and all the charisma that I've gained from the sport and tell about all the knowledge that I know about my craft. So where do you think you are in terms of your career on the mat at this point? That's a good question. I mean, it's really hard to tell. If you look around the landscape, the sporting landscape as a whole, there are a lot of athletes that are well into their 30s that are still competing at a high level. Um, and so I'm, at, I'm the same age as Kevin Durant, and Steph Curry, and James Harden, and all of these amazing athletes that are still competing at their best. So I try to liken my those guys they've had resurgences on the backside of their career and really it's all about maintenance longevity taking care of your body and evolution so i'm trying to do all those things i'm obviously the oldest guy probably still competing in the usa but i think that is not because of health it's really because of all the lucrative opportunities in mma so you see a lot of former wrestlers transition over to the ufc um, because it's just a little more glamorous than what we do so, I mean, you bring up an interesting point is that we are seeing athletes playing professional sports longer, thinking about Tom Brady right off the bat and what he's doing in the NFL. As you see what they do, how have you kind of looked at that and tried to bring some of that into uh, your fitness and, and, and your process of thinking, you know, maybe do I consider 2024 Olympics in France? Yeah, well, there's no question about it. I am considering 2024 and Paris. I think that each time you have an Olympic cycle, we live our lives cyclically, so four years at a time. Everyone wants to compete at the Olympic Games. It is the kind of the premier level of competition in in our craft. And so we kind of try to make sure that we're looking four years ahead. Luckily yeah. for us, with COVID postponing the Olympics, we're only three years out the game so it's a shortened cycle it gives me a little bit more confidence going in i still feel like i can compete at a high level and uh yeah i'm looking forward to my eyes are on pairs so then let me throw that on the other side as well because obviously these olympic games were supposed to be a year ago 
and, and I'm wondering how you think that it impacted you and the other uh, wrestlers that were going for the U.S. Uh, uh, Olympic team, uh, you know, training, getting ready, you know, all that work to 2019, early 2020, and then to have that all put off a year. Yeah, it, it definitely wasn't ideal, um, you know, getting a year older, but also having to try to navigate the pathways of living in a quarantine. You know, there was a long time where wrestling such an intimate sport, unlike anything else where, if, let's say you're a track and field athlete, you can go outside to the track, you can run, you don't really have to have intimate contact with any of your training partners or coaching staff. But when you're wrestling, you're literally face-to-face with all partners. So during the initial COVID scare, everyone was afraid to train with one another. We were yeah. trying to keep our family safe. I've got kids and a wife at home. And our room was shut down for a long period of time. So it definitely was a disruptive, kind of perilous uh, year for us as we tried to figure out how can we train at a high level? Who can we train with? We were, a couple of times we had contact or someone got COVID. We had to be out of the room for two, three weeks at a time. It was, it was not pleasant sometimes. How do you, then how do you balance uh, all of this work that you're doing as, a, as an athlete with all of the, the, the other parts of your life. You mentioned being uh, a husband and, and a dad. And, and I know in reading up about you, you have very much an interest in the world of food and, and also fashion as well. Yeah, so it's, it's been a beautiful thing. When I first began this journey, I was single and my life was fully dedicated to wrestling, which is a great thing. I had a lot of success, but I didn't feel balanced. Um, there was still something missing. And the great thing is my wife and my family has come alongside me. So it's not just my thing. What I do is a family thing. It's really our legacy that we're trying to create. I know all the benefits that I receive from working hard, being disciplined and dedicated to my craft are going to, you know, transition and transcend myself and go to everyone who is in my circle, um, namely my family. So it's a beautiful thing. They come with me on most of my competitions, a lot of trips. My kids have been, they had passports before their first birthday. They've been all over the world with me to see dad compete. And it's been really cool. So when they see me, they get to see the living embodiment of someone who works hard, who's committed and who's disciplined. And so they have a hero right at home. And I try to make sure that I create a story for them to follow and be tied into so they can have identities of their own. It's a pretty cool responsibility to have. Are, are elements of, of what you enjoy about fashion and food, are those areas that you're thinking about post-career when you get to that point? Yeah, you know what? I want to dabble in those. Honestly, I've been thinking a lot about TV lately. Um, Post-Olympic Games, you know, the hardest things about losing in the trials is like, man, now I've got to replan my entire summer. And everyone pretty much surrounds or you create your schedule based around the Olympic Games, whether you know you're going to make the team or not. You try to figure out how your summer is going to go according to the Olympic Games. So when you don't make the team, you start to find alternatives that will keep you busy, occupied, and really engaged in some other interests. And I've had a lot of inquiries from a TV perspective. I want to kind of dabble in broadcasting, whether it's hosting shows on National Geographic or potentially, you know, something like American Ninja Warrior or the Titan Games. That's really interesting to me. Um, I love food, so it's something like man versus food I think will be a really cool opportunity, but also I'm just into clothing and fashion, period. So I would like to someday have my own apparel line, and then ultimately I would like to have a high-performance training center focused on development of wrestlers and MMA fighters. I think will be really cool as well. 
Well, and, and from the you know the content perspective, you know, having that mindset right now is probably as good a, a time as ever when you think about how many networks there are, how much content that are that is out there, and the variety of different platforms that you can you can uh, place uh, this content on. Yeah, for sure. I think it it's a good opportunity. You know, ten years ago this didn't really exist, but now realistically. You don't have to be on TV to be successful. There's so many yeah. platforms that you can stream. And honestly, if you just have a social media page, you can gain as large following as some of these TV networks. So I think yeah. it's, a, it's a great opportunity for everyone presented that if you have the charisma and you're willing to put in the work, anyone can be successful. Give us one or two names when uh, we watch the wrestling events from Tokyo that we should be watching out for as, as candidates for the gold medal. Yeah, for sure. On the men's side, I mean, pretty much everyone. We've got a young college kid, youngest kid on our team is a heavyweight named Gable Stevenson. He is a beast. He actually wants to win an Olympic gold medal and then transition over to the WWE and become a superstar there, uh, which is really cool. Um, on the women's side, we have a young lady named Helen Maruis, who was an Olympic gold medalist back in 2016 and is looking to repeat. She was America's first Olympic gold medalist in wrestling in Rio, and now she's looking yeah. to double up and be the first American wrestler to win back-to-back Olympic gold medals since 1992. That was John Smith. So it's uh, we've got a great team, a lot of individuals that are going to bring home a lot of goals, and I think this may be our best team that we've ever assembled, and I'm looking forward to a lot of success this summer. All right, Jordan, thanks very much for a few moments, and good to have you back here in Philadelphia. And Jordan was telling us before we went on, he's training at the University of Pennsylvania, so we'll see you on campus at some point later this year. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. It's been a pleasure to talk on the show, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Jordan Burroughs, uh, Olympic wrestler, gold medalist, and uh, you will see him doing TV during the Olympics uh, for NBC. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.